0: Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of NKY Money Guy. And if you're unfamiliar with NKY, it's Northern Kentucky. Um, I'm located here in Northern Kentucky or the greater Cincinnati area. And it's my mission to help you understand money and really what it means to you. So what I'm hoping to do is to be able to go through topics I find interesting that happen to be about money, financial planning, investments, and so forth and give you real examples of stories of what it's like to be a financial advisor and be in the trenches of going through these meetings and helping people manage their money. Today's topic is a very important one to me and to all of my clients. And I think if you're interested in working with an advisor, it'll be something that you talk about with them. It's the goals, the G word, I guess, if you call it like that, OMG, oh, my goals a lot of clients will come to me and a lot of times they don't really know or know how to pinpoint their goals. They really don't know what they are. Uh, Especially if there's an an opportunity where somebody has inherited money. It was, maybe it was planned, but not planned. And what my mission is, is to help them understand what are their goals for their money that they have and what would they like to see happen. And so I have uh, a, a number of different uh, questionnaires that we go through. Every single client of mine goes through a questionnaire where we talk about understanding your needs, wants, and wishes. And a part of that goes through um, understanding where short-term cash flow is is going. What are your What are your needs? And I'll go through and detail each of the three the needs, wants, and wishes here in a bit. Uh, What I like to tell people is that there are two things that never lie. One is your checking account, and number two is your tax return. So if if I if I can pull out from that tax return, how what was your gross income? uh, How much was taxed by Social Security or not? If if you're if you're a teacher or a firefighter or a police officer or or a public service worker who's covered or or, uh, has a non-covered pension. Uh, Also understanding how much federal tax that you might owe or might be paying, and then if you're in a state where you pay state tax, you can see that from the tax return. The tax return tells us quite a bit, and I I won't go too deep in the weeds on the tax return because it just – well, not necessarily everybody finds that uh, engaging. But uh, your checking always tells us what you're spending your money on, how much a month, what you're spending your money on, and it never lies. Looking at your expenses, so going through the needs, wants, and wishes, the needs are those essential expenses. Clothing, debts, food. When I mean food, I'm talking about groceries that you you bring home. Uh, Healthcare costs. Housing. So maybe you own a home, maybe you rent a home. Uh, maybe when you're in retirement, you have – my goal is that by the time you retire is to not have a house payment, uh, to be debt-free by the time that you retire. Insurance, what's the cost of insurance? Again, how much taxes do you pay? Because so we pay taxes every single year. Transportation, so what are you paying for your cars, whether you uh, own, uh, lease, uh, whatever your method is there? and then also with utilities. Those are really the needs that we help to carve out each person to know and understand from year to year how much of your money is going towards each of those items. The next part is understanding your wants. So dining out. Education. Gifts. Personal care. Recreation. Travel. And then I'll leave a miscellaneous bucket there for anything that you might, that might not be uh, included in one of those categories I just mentioned. And the last bucket that we account for are your wishes. So, charitable bequests, memberships, like country clubs, those kinds of things, special events, special purchases, vacation home. And then again, I leave a miscellaneous item to cover anything that might not be might not fall into the, one of those categories. Knowing your goals, and sometimes sometimes if I ask the question like, "What are your goals?", it's just too general. It's just too vague. It's it's almost like someone could be a smart alec. Just like, "Oh, could you be more vague?" Because uh, understanding your goals requires a little bit deeper conversation to to figure out and determine where you're at today, where you'd like to be tomorrow, and then also, also where you'd like to be long-term down the road. Goals provide direction. There are really three parts to goals, and the first part is just that, providing clear direction and purpose. Goals are finish lines. We have a beginning, there's a journey, and there's an end. There's a finish line. I was reading uh, Master Your Money by Ron Blue, and he had this example of a sprinter. Have you ever seen a sprinter start a race, stop halfway through, looking for the finish line? Yep, me either. When you have goals, you know where you're headed, and all of your efforts are directed towards completing that goal. The second thing that goals do is they help crystallize our thinking. Wayne Gretzky has a saying, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Another way that you can say it is if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. When you set goals, you tend to crystallize your thinking about what you really want and what you really want to accomplish. I do believe that goals should be written down. And sometimes it's hard for me to write them down because sometimes I just don't feel like I have that crystallized thought of exactly where I want to go or just how I'm going to get there. Sometimes I get stuck in the journey of how I'm going to get there I know where I want to go, but how i'm going to build that and how I'm going to get there it's a little a little tougher and so when I'm meeting with a client, whether their goal is to retire in five years, ten years twenty years thirty years whatever whatever their time frame is, it's my job to help them map out a plan for exactly how we're going to get there uh and not everybody exactly knows what what their plan is um but what what my mission is is to help Ask questions, have that consultative process, and understand exactly where you'd like to go. It is better to write your goals down than to really think or talk about them. For example, I used to have a client who was a PNG executive and had a uh, tour, I don't know if tour, tour is the right word. Uh, I had an assignment in Italy for a number of years working for Procter and Gamble, and in Italy, they have a special cultural celebration. It's around Christmas time, and it's very similar. It's called La Bafana. and Bafana, and I'm reading here from uh, here online. Uh, Bafana is an old woman or a witch who delivers gifts to children throughout Italy on Epiphany Eve, or the night of January the 5th, in a similar way that Santa Claus or the three magi kings. A popular belief is that her name derives from the Feast of Epiphany. In popular folklore, the Baphana visits all the children of Italy on the eve of the Feast of Epiphany, To fill their socks with candy and presents if they are good. Or a lump of coal or dark candy if they are bad. In many poorer parts of Italy, in particular rural Sicily, a stick in the stocking was placed instead of coal. Being a good housekeeper, many say she will sweep the floor before she leaves. To some, the sweeping means the sweeping away of the problems of the prior year. The child's family typically leaves a small glass of wine and a plate with a few morsels of food, um, often regional or local, for Bufana to consume. Uh, she usually is portrayed as a hag riding on a broomstick through the air wearing a black shawl and is covered in soot because she enters the children's houses through the chimney. She is often smiling and carries a bag, um, carries a bag or hamper filled with candy, gifts, or both. It does sound very similar to to Santa Claus and Christmas. But this happens to be very specific to Italian culture. And he was telling us this. This is the first time I had heard this story, or that that even this, this cultural folklore was celebrated in another country. And This happened when he was on his assignment in Italy, and his kids were very little, and they loved it. I mean, you're starting to participate in local cultural celebrations. And even though he lived back in the United States during retirement, that gifting part of his plan, uh, he was at the point where he wanted to be able to gift money to his kids and enjoy it while he's alive. That gifting part to his kids... We labeled that in the plan La Bafana. So we, it had a, a deeper pur- purpose and meaning other than just me writing in gifts to the kids in, in my financial planning software. So we actually titled it La Bafana. And he would gift a few thousand dollars every single year to his kids. And La Bafana had so much an emotional tie to what his goals were for his money. And maybe you're thinking about, I'm not in retirement yet, and that's okay. What I also will ask a question is once you get there, the the first day, the first day of retirement, one of my favorite questions I like asking and pulling from this the first day of retirement, you don't have to worry about setting your alarm the night before. You can wake up, help paint me a picture. What does your day in retirement look like? And I pause and let them think. Because each of us has an idea of what we want to be doing when we get there. And some of us need to understand or, or should be understanding that once we have a deeper meaning to what retirement really looks like for us, the easier it gets to crystallize our thinking and write down our goals. The third part of goals that goals help us to do is provide personal motivation. How much more motivated would you be to save money if you knew that during retirement you had La Bufana? If I just tell you you need to save more money, it kind of almost feels like I'm putting you in the penalty box. It's just not very motivating. Uh, the general rule of thumb is if you want to be able to retire earlier or retire whenever you want on your own terms, save as much money as humanly possible. I mean, that That is the goal. What also helps is if we can label goals of I'd like to spend time with family. I'd, I'd like to spend time giving money and celebrating at the at year end, La Bafana. With my family. I would like to celebrate. An annual trip. uh, If you have a timeshare. Or or if you have a special place. That you like to go with your family. A Disney cruise. Something like that. then having specific. Goals written down. For how you'd like to be spending your time. And your money. It's absolutely crucial. It's absolutely essential. Because it keeps your motivation up. Uh, when things are really good, when markets are up, you can spend more on those needs, on on those wants and wishes. When markets pull back and and, uh, are less friendly, like in 2022 when there was a 20% pullback in the market, what we ask uh, is that you spend less during those years. The good news is about 85% of the time, markets are positive. So most of the time, these conversations are pretty good, at least according to research. That's, it's not a guarantee that things will always be like that in the future. But on average, markets are good. Markets are better than when they're not. Goals, again, with motive, personal motivation, I originally wanted to be a teacher. At least I thought I wanted to be a teacher when I was going through college. The personality test, I think the Myers-Briggs, said that I should be a teacher. And when I started to go through the classes, it just wasn't clicking. And some people would say, Scott, you kind of have a blasé attitude. And it came across as if I didn't care. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't care. It just wasn't my passion. I wasn't finding that motivation for me to go in there and kill it and crush it. When I found my passion for financial planning, when I got into the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner curriculum, and started to study back in 2016, everybody started to comment like, Scott, you know your stuff more, you know more about this than anyone else in the class. And so for me, once I knew my goal of, man, I want to be a CFP, I want to be a financial advisor, this is what I'm doing, this is... ABS. This is where I have loads of energy. It crystallized my thinking and gave me a very specific goal. Started working towards my industry licenses: my seven and my sixty-three. Then it was my sixty-six, and then it was my CFP, and then it's having you know finding finding the next the next career path, the next stepping stone to further my career, and it was launching my practice. Uh, For me, having goals and writing them down helps give me that personal motivation that's needed to where I find energy and I find the most, the most satisfaction. And actually how I found uh how I found the CFP curriculum or how I found that really this was going to be it, my social studies teacher in the seventh and eighth grade made me research stocks in the newspaper. And that's, that's how I knew when I was an adult. I'm like, man, the, the most fun thing that I did in school was researching stocks in the newspaper. And I want to give this a shot and see where it goes. And sure enough, this is it. Some of the other questions that I ask about goals might be, are there financial changes you want to implement so after going through their tax return and reviewing my clients income and talking about how much they're saving how much they're spending how much they are uh, putting into into retirement or maybe you're, maybe it's your mission to save set aside money to purchase a new business maybe it's what you want to give money so once we talk about those items about where your cash flow is going, then we start to ask, are there any financial changes you want to implement? And that usually leads to, am I on track long-term to retire whenever I want? Or am I on track to retire and help pay for some of my kids' or most of or all of my kids' college, if that's your goal? Another question I like to ask is can you describe your current financial ecosystem? And typically, if I'm meeting with a spouse, a husband and wife, typically one of them can, and then the other one is a little less involved. Uh, Another question I like to ask about education is can you share a bit about education plans for your children? Just trying to figure out If saving for education is important. Or giving for education is important. What I typically say is our goal is retirement is number one. It's the most important. Think about that time when you're on the plane and you're on... uh, If you've ever been on a plane and you get on a trip and the flight attendants are going over their safety rules one of the first things that they say, what is the first thing that they say if the oxygen mask drops down, what do you do? You put on the oxygen mask for yourself first before you look at helping others. And sometimes it's hard for people to believe that. They want to be able to help pay for their kids' college, and I'm not saying that they can't. You are able to take a loan against for college or for a home, there is no loan or ability to borrow for retirement. It is solely up to you about what you have in guaranteed income and what you have saved and invested and set aside. Combine that with your spending habits and then longevity. How long you're going to live. And that really tells us how far your plan will survive What's the likelihood that we can meet all of the goals that you have? if you'd like to talk further you can see me at uh, you can contact me at my website is moneyscientific.com or simply shoot me an email it's Scott at moneyscientific.com and again thank you for joining me for this episode hope everybody has a, everybody has a great rest of your week